When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year. On the Mark is back, and we start off the new year with an incredible interview, one that I don't do a ton, talking to UFC fighters. But when I was presented with Jorge Masvidal, I became extremely intrigued because he loves the movie Scarface. His father came over here on a makeshift boat slash raft and ended up going to prison because he was Al Pacino in Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. Not that bad, but went to prison. And here was young Jorge who had to find his way and was doing boxing matches in backyards with Kimbo Slice, who I didn't know a ton about either, but ended up learning about Kimbo. And these are some amazing characters. So we're going to have Jorge on the show today. Really enjoyed the conversation with him. Want to tell you about New Year's resolutions for At The Carm. Yours truly on Twitter. And my New Year's resolution is to, one, be consistent with On The Mark every single week. But also, I want to be clear and current in all my relationships. If I have an issue, if I have a fight with my newly found wife and or family member and or friend and or co-worker rather than holding it in I want to have the conversation and move it forward I encourage you all to do the same don't hold grudges in 2020 get it out there remove the pillows get closer and that's exactly what we're going to do with Jorge Masvidal today on the mark with yours truly Mark Carmen starts right now You're 34, you're having the time of your life, most success, and I've heard you talk about, I don't even want to think about the day that I'm not doing this. But then there's also the rest of your life, right? So you've got to balance, I I, I love the limelight, I love the money, I love doing this, and then I also, you know, want to be able to live and enjoy my my life, my kids, anything going forward. So how how do you think you'll at best know when it's, you know what, I, I got to walk away from doing what I love? Well, I, I got a set time in my mind already. I've been competing professionally 16 years. From the moment I was 18, I turned professional right away. And three years and change as an amateur competing. I, but I've been in combat sports always since a child. Um, three years is, is the calculated square root for me. Three years. For many reasons, you know. But in these three years, I'll be able to get a lot of the things that I want to get accomplished done. And and that's it. That's it's time for me to hang it up. That'll be 19 professional years in the sport. That's it. You know, it's, it's, even I gotta graduate at some point and and leave the college campus. So I know you're not gonna. You can't necessarily know. But let's say three years down the line, you're still successful. You feel good. You you think you can still do it. You think you'll be able to walk away? 
you know, um, that's a tough question. You know, if I'm still the best guy in the room three years from now, kicking all these youngsters' butts, because as as it is right now, I'm already like an ancient relic. You know, I'm just 35, but when I look around the room, the oldest guy in there is 24, 25. Right. Yeah, I'm kicking everybody's butt in the room right now, but you know, as you get older, it tends to fade. And, and I wouldn't want somebody, if I ever lost in the ring. I wouldn't want that individual to beat me because they'd be the shell of me. You know, I, I, I'm going to walk away when when it's the right time. I still got my wits about me. My body's working. I'm not just going to hand over the torch to somebody. Hey, I'm an old man. Come beat me up. Some guy that never could have done anything in my prime with me wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a warmer for me. That, that's not going to happen. You know, I'll walk out on, on my terms. I love it. So how did it go for you being good friends with your guy, Colby Covington to, I guess, where your relationship is now. I, I know that he didn't pay a coach, and that really pissed you off. Is that the, is that the only part of the story? Well, that was the nail in the coffin. That was that was it, man. That, that It's not just some coach. It's my father that he uh, basically oh. ripped off. That, that individual is like my father. Um, he lives with me, actually, my coach as well. He's been training me since I'm a kid. So imagine how I'd feel that I, I bring this individual, Kobe, and I tell him, yeah, I trained this guy. He's not a bad guy. You know, I had known Kobe already for like a year, and Kobe was helping me out a lot. And he trained him from his amateur all the way up to his title fight in Chicago with RDA. And when he fights for that title, he finally gets some money. When he finally gets some money, what do you think he does? He rips my coach off. He burns him. So since then, I had already cut ties with him, and... uh. You know, that's it. But we weren't going to talk about it. We weren't going to mention on the media. But, of course, him being the fucking idiot that he is, the reason why I got his jaw broken, he went on and took to the public and talking shit about me and, and my corporation and my firm and all that stuff. And I, and I wasn't going to let that sit well with me either, you know. I, I don't like to talk, but I, I know how to talk. I could defend myself in the talking realm as well. There's there's no doubt. I, I personally... I'm not you, by the way, uh, but I get offended when he calls you Journeyman George. Uh, that that that's that's some serious BS. What do you even? What do you think when you when you hear that? I just think about all the times that he used to cut the sparring trains short. Like he literally in a five minute round, he'd make it to like two minutes and thirty seconds and and just signal it off, or his nose would be bleeding and he wouldn't want to keep going. And uh, I just laugh, man. There's nothing that that individual can say to to offend me because it's all bullshit. As everybody's seen, he just says anything. He just, he wants to create this, this reaction that me and you are having right now. That's all he wants to create. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to beat guys. He wants to talk shit about guys and say he's better, but he doesn't want to have to prove that, that he's better than, than whoever he's talking shit about, you know? Yeah, no, I got it. You know? And I, I think this loss right here says a lot, you know? I don't think he comes back, man. I'll say it on there. I don't think he even comes back to fighting. If he did and you faced him, would you rather five-second him or do a full 15 complete pain experience? 24 minutes of beating his ass and then put him out. Yeah. That'd be the way to do it. I saw on Twitter you gave some love to uh, to Ben. I, I was wondering, did you guys ever meet at Whole Foods? Did that, that, that occurrence ever happen? No, we never met at Whole Foods. And, uh and stuff, but um, Ben's, Ben's all right, man, you know. He's uh, he, he, he's not fighting anymore, so he's not on my uh, on my aggressive meter, I can say, you know, and, and Ben's a hell of a wrestler, man. He did a lot in the sport. He did a lot in his time, you know. I wish he'd keep fighting after his hip surgery and stuff, but whatever it is, what it is, you know. 
How often do you watch the five-second knockout? It's tough not to watch it at least once a week. The, the reason being is somebody will tag me and repost it or do a new meme or a new highlight video to it. Or somebody will just be watching it and show, hey, look, look at this again real quick. And I'm like, I've, I've seen it a lot, man. You know, <laughs> fans too also when they come up, this is my favorite fight of yours. You know, and luckily it's only five seconds. I mean, it's cool though, right? To hold the fastest knockout of UFC history. I mean, that's, 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 I don't think that's, it's unlikely that it would ever be topped. It, it, uh, it was a little bit surreal. I remember it wasn't until I got to my hotel room and I was hanging out, a couple of friends were over there and we were talking about fights and, and fights when I was like 12, 13 year old, we were watching. And as we were talking about those fights, I remembered everything. I was like, Lord have mercy. I, all these guys, I beat them. I, I got the record. Wow, that's nuts. I remember watching so-and-so knock out so-and-so and having the record at seven seconds when I was a child. And now, shit, I got the record. That's crazy, you know? <laughs> so it's nuts. It's uh, it, it took a while, but when it hit, it hit hard. Yeah. Oh, congrats on it, man. It's awesome. Uh, let, let's talk Nate a second here. You, you obviously have a ton of respect for him. Uh, he calls himself the West Coast Gangster, and he called you out after beating Anthony Pettis. You're sitting there in the crowd. Everybody loved it. You're smiling. You gave the throat slash. Uh, but you have a ton of respect for this guy. Uh, what do you appreciate him now after after facing him at Madison Square Garden and how it all went down? I got respect for him before and I got respect for him after. But, you know, some of the comments that he, that he said after, I they don't sit well with me, man. And, yep. and you know, um, he knows what he's doing. He's trying to bait me in for a rematch. There's there's no need for, for him to say that because it doesn't matter who I fight next or whatever. When he gets his face reconstruction, when he gets whatever he's got to get done and he and he agrees on the next paycheck, we're going to fucking do it again. It, what are we talking about, a fight? Mm -hmm. Let's do it again. Don't invite me to a fucking email party or a baby shower. That, that type of shit you keep to yourself. You're talking about a fight? I'll fuck you up again, man. I don't I don't see how he could possibly say that I was quitting at some point, or this is where he thought about he was going to quit. That's that's a hard sell, my brother. You know, who, who are you trying to sell that to? You're selling that to fucking, not even casuals or purchase that shit. If you know me, you know that just my nickname alone dictates I'm not going to back away from pain or fatigue. I'm just going to keep fighting, especially having the lead like that. I was just going to give it up for him. So, so him calling me a quitter or even saying that I could have quit, that shit doesn't sit well with me at all. So, uh... I got nothing nice to say about the individual right now, so I'm not going to say too much about Nate. Just when the time comes, just sign the fucking contract and, you know, tell me how long you need for your knee to be right so you could run 38 miles every day and all that stuff. Just you pick the day, you pick the city, let the company inform, and I'll show up there and kick your ass again, man, you know? What, what about his brother Nick jumping in here? That that's another, you know, I'm, I'm here to fight, and like I told you, my, my time is limited. I got three years left. Time waits for no man, for no fucking man. If he gets all this stuff straightened out with USADA and, and the UFC and Dana White and these people put together a package deal and then they call my firm and then, you know, they give them numbers and everything is signed and stuff, we'll take that fight as well. But I'm not sitting here waiting for nobody. I'm, I'm, I'm just, the only reason why I'm not fighting right now is because I got a couple injuries I'm nursing. I'm going to heal those up. And as soon as I get back in there, I'm going to baptize somebody. Would you rather, when you are ready to go here, would you, would you rather take on Connor uh, for the, which I would think would be a, the biggest payday you could have right now, or would you rather fight Usman for the title? Connor is not always going to be around, you know. Yeah. 
whoever has the belt at that time will always be there. They'll, they'll always be a 170 pound champion. And what is the big deal if if this guy that's been in the sport 16 fucking years goes on and gets a paycheck, huh? Fights for a, to fight because it's not like it's a. I'm fighting a fucking killer, two time champion, a guy that's a sniper with his left hand. And I'm also gonna make a paycheck. So what what's the problem with that? There isn't a problem with that. You know, it's just some of the casual fans, the guys that have been watching the sport for like three years, maybe tops five years, and they think they're fucking diehard fans or the hardcore of the fans. No. I'm I'm my fans. I'm the one. I, I got 16 years I've been doing this, my brother. My lineage goes way, way back then. I, I had to before I, I was even in question to get this title shot, I had to go and get famous. You know how hard that fucking was? I had to get fucked famous man go viral and shit before they'd even consider of giving me the title i wonder why you know i don't know the answers to that but when i fight usman i'm gonna break his face i'll say right now on your show first i'm gonna embarrass that dude i'm gonna take him to school drop him off and i'm gonna pick him back up put him on the bus take his ass home it's exactly what the fuck i'm gonna do to that guy he can't he can't hang with me man he's too one-dimensional he's not skilled and he sure is hell tough, man. He doesn't have that next level grit in him. And I've seen him many times. I saw it. I saw it with the guy that uh, that cleans the mats for me after I'm done whooping his ass. Gave him as much as he could handle. What do you, what do you think is going to happen when I put my paws on him? Just for the record, I would love to see you fight Connor. I think that would be freaking awesome. One, the plan is uh, Connor, Usman, Mayweather. Whichever one of those... Uh, Falls in line and how they fall in line. That's our plan, you know. Yeah. I, I love the fight. That's it. So you're you're talking about going viral and getting famous. You know, t today's a crazy day for you, Jorge. You're 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 on you're on ESPN. You're at the New York Stock Exchange. You're doing a zillion things. You're talking to us now. We really appreciate it. Are you? See, I had to do all this. I can't even get a title shot. Uh, well, I had to do all. I had to go. I had to become famous. 16 years fighting in this fucking sport, man. It's not like I... And, and people be calling me an overnight sensation. No, I got famous overnight. That has nothing to do with my work ethic or how many fucking other people I put in the cemetery. It has nothing to do. People just came to find out about me in that five-second clip. But I've been taking souls since I've started this sport, since the beginning of this sport. Well, and look, when you go back and you, you look at uh, your Kimbo Slice era and you're fighting Ray... And now everybody's seeing those videos. Uh, I, I saw you t talking about how, how game bread, that guy no longer exists. I kind of think he does. Like, that hungry dude is always inside of you. He's, I feel like he's driving you right now listening to you talk about your journey and, and how it's taken a while for you to get famous. The, the, the hunger is always going to be there. But what I mean by that game bread is that is that uh, the guy that uh, was competing in 2017 is no longer with us. He's just... Not here. That guy got put to sleep a long time ago. Something better, stronger, and meaner had to happen. And that's exactly what took place. That's what you what you saw in 2019. And this person has to die for the one in 2020 to come forth and be even meaner, badder, and just keep hurting people, you know? People don't like me because I'm fucking giving out food cooking tips and stuff. People like me because I bring violence. And, and to bring yourself to that level of violence, you gotta be in phenomenal shape. You gotta be one mean SOB and, and that's all I'm planning on 2020, just being meaner and better. Along those lines, you talked about doing the reality TV show and then you know, getting with yourself and figuring yourself out and also training and pushing yourself to levels that you didn't know that you could go to. Can you 
talk at least a little bit about what you were doing that where I that where you put yourselves like, oh my God, I can actually do that, and how confidence built from that. Um, well, in the in the reality show, at first I I get in in the reality show and I'm competing against Olympic gymnasts. Uh, the guy that took silver at I think uh, in 2000, Leo Manzana for the mile. So imagine how fast this individual is. Everybody runs a mile. And this guy took silver at the Olympics. He's on my team. I got a world champion boxer girl. I got another girl that's a gymnast. Uh, amongst um, other dudes that do like parkour that are world class and stuff. So I'm seeing athletes from different fields and, and different disciplines. I'm just picking their brains. I'm, I'm learning what they do, how they do, and I'm just bonding with them. I'm sharing some of my experiences of how we get ready for a fight. I'm, I'm hearing how their training goes, when they peak out, all this stuff. And and that was amazing. That was a huge part of the of, of the show. But the real amazing part was just being away from everybody. It's at, at least five, six hours a day I'd get to be away from everybody completely and utterly by myself. No cell phone, no radio to implant messages in my head on what I'm gonna wear and what I'm gonna eat. No TV, no none of that stuff. Just constantly me and me and me in my head and just um revising, micromanaging everything I had done in my career up to that point and what I wanted to do. And that was at the start of uh 19 that was all 2018 at the start of 19 we already had a good idea me and my management of exactly what we we're going to do mapped out in detail and and we went and did it so it's awesome to see it come to fruition see i just think it's super inspiring Corey, to everybody who's trying to next level themselves wherever they're at and uh, that was a huge gift that you had the opportunity to take time and do it and credit to you for actually stepping into it and making it happen Hey, I want to give you a second to uh, give your liquor brand, Recuerdo Mezcal, some love here. I know it's available in Mexico, and it's coming to Miami in January. What do you want the people to know about the product as you, you step into the liquor business? I want to put something in my body that I'm not, I'm not going to get a hangover from. I don't want to feel like shit. I'm an athlete. A lot of people say I shouldn't even be drinking. I'm a human. You know, I want to have a drink. After, uh, after I knocked out Ben, I had a little drink. After the Nate Diaz fight, I had a little drink. But... I'm kind of like a greedy motherfucker. I don't want to have a drink, and then when I go to the gym the next day, hurt. So I had to find the right component, something right that I'd have no hangover from. So we tried a couple drinks, and the one that, uh, and if you're wondering how, how did I come to the conclusion, I drink and then work out the next day. And the one that felt the least painful, that's the one that I kept and, and that I really enjoy. And after seeing the process, I see why it's the best for the, the body, you know, and that's mezcal. It's from just from when you plant the the seed to get it to the fermentation stage, it takes six to eight years. You know that's what you're putting in your body. You're putting in up but fruits, and and things like that. So I don't want to say no hangover, but me myself, I haven't had a hangover yet from drinking mezcal. Everything in moderation, right? Yes, sir. Uh, last one here. You get praise for being really smart and also for being a dog who just flat out loves to fight. Wh which one are are you more proud of, the dog or the mind? If we're talking about the fight mind, I'm one of the most intelligent dudes to step in that in that cage for a fact. But that dog is it's a, it's a testament to my life, to, to who I am. You know, I don't think you not everybody's born tough. Some people are, but life makes you tough or makes you tougher or breaks your ass, you know. And my dogness is just a testament to my everyday to day to day struggle just to get to the pros. And then from the pros, 16 years later, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here, you know, in a field where guys usually last seven, eight years and they're done. They're flat. They don't have nothing. They got no chin in them left. They got done. They did all the steroids that they could and their bodies are shit. I've never done steroids. So that's why 16 years later, I'm still able to do this sport. You know, I didn't peak out 
and I have some great grace period and then after that I'm shit I'm, I'm fucking looking like a chick that gave birth when I'm on the weight on the scales and stuff no I've, I've stayed the same throughout my career I'm still baptizing people because I'm I'm the same guy that I've been since I started just a little more skilled now last one for real here because you're talking a lot about your journey and you know I watched some of your short films here and they use the Scarface music over and over again and there's sort of that whole Tony Montana feel and, and you had the you know your the outfit going into Madison Square Garden you're looking like him that's a stereotype that some Cuban Americans they, they don't appreciate and then there's also the part with someone not born with privilege financially right and they'll do anything to get the money the power the respect all the stuff that you've done and you know, you've got your dad as a part of this, your journey too. So I'm just curious how that all sort of boils down into you, where, you know, where that respect is, if that makes sense. Well, definitely the, the Cubans that don't, that don't like it. I, I understand them hundred percent. There's a lot of Cubans that don't like that stereotype because they're not from that world. They're not drug dealers. They're not, they're not scam artists, they're not any of that stuff. They're not violent people, they're just hardworking people. A lot of doctors, a lot of great people come from the Cuban community and we're not all criminals. A lot of them are actually not criminals. So I, I get it why they don't like that stigma. But I don't, I'm not so in love with, uh, the beauty of the movie to me isn't because he's selling drugs and killing people, it's, it's because it shows the dog in him that he was, he wanted to get out of that hole and he did it by all means necessary, you know? I'm not advising anybody to go start selling drugs or robbing drug dealers or nothing like that, you know? So don't let it go to your head and stuff, people watching. But yeah, I like Scarface, it's a cool movie, man. Plus it's, it's based out of Miami, how can I not love this movie? No doubt. Hey, we're coming down there for the Super Bowl. You gonna be around, Jorge? We'd love to see you. Yeah, yeah I'll be around. I'll be, I'll be somewhere in Miami. <laughs> okay. Hey, we appreciate the time today, man. Congrats on your success. It's been an incredible journey. I, I, I love doing the research for this interview, Ori. Your, your journey's phenomenal. And props to your dad mm -hmm. as well. I, that uh, Your letter to him on Father's Day was super awesome. So I, I, that, that, it's a great relationship. Thanks, man. Appreciate that, man. You have a great day, man. You too. And that is my conversation with Jorge Masvidal. Hope you enjoyed it. Subscribe, rate, tell a friend on the mark with you every Monday afternoon. We will see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.